I admire a lot of people in the entertainment business, but there these two I admire right at the top of that list of admiration. Ron, Robin and Jenny Bynaman, uh, I've known you guys for... It's hard to even remember how long I've known you because of COVID. It's like, I've, I think <laughs> Everything I've Everything is measured by uh, yeah, it, it, how it, many years before COVID. Yeah, in my know? life, yeah, it is. They are... Uh, well, the first time I wrote about them, Jenny had come up with this uh, notion of uh, using haiku as a means of self-expression, basically. Uh, you, you told me, I wrote about you, I have some great, you guys were so quotable. First, thanks for driving in, too. Uh, you said one might be able to, <laughs> this is great, the idea for the whole thing was that one might be able to restore a sense of wonder in the world by finding the extraordinary in everyday things. Describe a haiku for those who are unfamiliar with it, please. A haiku is a form of poetry that originated in Japan and came over to everywhere in the world. And it's characterized by having three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables. And the reason I gravitated towards it was because um, I felt like it would be a very easy way to stay creative. And also, we learned about it in third grade. <laughs> did you really? I think we did. We learned about it early on and promptly forgot it. Learned about it again in sixth grade, promptly <laughs> forgot about it. You know, and you get older, and at some point in high school, someone's like, write a poem, and you're like trying to get away with something, and you write a haiku. And then you're like, oh, but that's fun. See, I think one of the great appeals, and I want to address the appeal because you have a number of performers who have gotten the message is it's not as intimidating as, yes, could you write a sonnet uh, for me? <laughs> it may be, and it's not as intimidating as writing a song, I don't think. You're both talented songwriters, but I'm not sure it's even that. It, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful gateway drug to <laughs> performance, don't you think, Robin? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if somebody asked you to write a haiku, you could probably take, like, the last paragraph that you wrote and just count out 17 <laughs> syllables that worked okay and very often you'd be surprised how profound that ends up being no question have you have you two gotten better at the right does one become better at the writing of haikus is that even a uh, what a wonderful question that is just a great question and i would say you get better at anything you do regularly that's what I would think. Or it comes to you more quickly, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you can dial it in in a way that you would only have dreamed of being able to do. So do I still, I remember talking with you the very first time, do we still roll around on the kitchen floor when we can't get the right line? <laughs> I would say yes, that happens, but, but perhaps less frequently. You've got this. Talk to me about the appeal. The, the, one of the reasons they're here is that I wanted to see them. Uh, but it's also Haiku After Dark this coming Friday at Fitzgerald's with a number of terrific, terrific performers. We'll mention as many of the names as we can. It, it, when you approached, or when other performers, let's say John Langford, for instance, did you approach John or say, hey, John, look at this interesting thing I'm doing? How, how did you get the haiku message out to these performers? Well, I mean, first of all, John Langford's such a great example because he's so game. 
He is just so game. But I think the the daily posting of haiku and images, so sure. people knew I'm doing that. And then they do associate Robin and I with songwriting, probably mm-hmm. with new songs, because that's a part of our show, sure. typically. And then it was just easy to go to people and say, listen, look at anything, anything, any haiku milieu, see what it does for you. It doesn't have to have the words of the haiku. It doesn't have to have the image in the image. It just has to take you on a journey, and then you in your song take the listener on a journey. And if we do this right, everybody has fun. So is the song, Robin, is the song based on it? Does someone take a haiku that they have written? Uh, I'm looking at this thing. Naomi Ashley, for instance, does she write a haiku? And then we'll say to herself, okay, how do I make this into a song? I mean, you're all great musicians, and it may not be, gee, how do I make this into a song? But it's certainly the inspiration for a song, yes? Yeah. Well, the way the, these shows are structured, the series is structured, is Jenny invites somebody to do it, and then they look through Jenny's work of haikus. And I should say, they're not just haikus, they're haikus combined with Photographs, Photo, beautiful yeah. photographs. Yeah, they're yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, and then she just turns them loose and says, "Hey, find something that floats your boat," and then people write a song. Some very often, um, you know, haikus are very short. So very often, most of the haiku or much of the haiku is contained in the song, the actual words. But sometimes not at all. Sometimes it's the spirit of it. Sometimes it's people responding to the photograph. The one that um, Jenny and I worked on together. Uh, for this next show, I don't think there's any words from the haikus. It's a picture of two toothbrushes, and they wow, how became, we, you know, they became uh, featured in the song. The toothbrushes. How interesting! Are yeah. This is very exciting. I think what on on one level, and Jane's got a couple books, three books actually. Uh, it must be very exciting for you when when the performer will come to you and say. Well, do you want to hear what I... I don't know what, how they do it, but do you want to hear what I got? That's exactly how they sound. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I've known musicians for a long time. Yeah, well, you want to hear what I got? Uh, is that basically... I pinch myself like I don't know how all this happened like I just wanted to do something that would be fun yeah and then it becomes this thing and uh and I'm such a song nerd in a way so like when people have a draft of a song I I almost always want to hear it whether it has anything to do with me or not I just like that part of the process so getting to hear people say here's a draft of the song I used this haiku and image then I get to hear a draft then like in the case of Haiku After Dark where we have a whole backing band Steve Doyle Steve Hashimoto Lance Helgeson um, then I get to hear the song rehearsed so we had a rehearsal at the house yesterday and we had 12 musicians come in and it's really their first time meeting this incredible rhythm section and they go through the song once and it's good but they go through the song the second time, and it's extraordinary. And that's what happens when great musicians come together, and it, it's amazing. Have any have any of the musicians been intimidated by this, by the notion of doing this? Well, I will say every artist, every artistic person probably has their own relationship with that. And I think because Jenny and I are kind of working on songs all the time probably yeah. it's just part of our lives and kind of woven into the fabric but a lot of people don't you'd be surprised how many songwriters just crank out one a year or they get in a zone and they do two here and there and i, I just back to john langford he's one of those people who just kind of spits them out and when, i think when he got invited 
I think a bunch of people got invited at the same time, and most people kind of hemmed and hawed. And then a month later, they had maybe an idea or draft. I think John Langford, if people don't know him, he's an yeah. iconic figure in Chicago. And a great and, visual and artist, too, oh, by right. the way. Yeah, yeah really sure. great visual artist. But too. I think it was almost the next day or the, <laughs> the next two days. You should have got ten of these. <laughs> well, he had one, you know, and it was a, a brilliant song, you know. And you want to be like, oh, that can't be good. He only spent a day on it, but it was... Just and he did the same thing with this last the last round, yeah. So got again. everyone's got their own rhythm. With again, that this coming Friday at nine o'clock at Fitzgerald's, one of the great bar clubs in the world. Haiku after dark. You can go to Fitzgerald's Nightclub dot com. You can go to Haiku Milieu if you can spell it dot com. <laughs> or Jenny Bineman if you can spell that dot com. Uh, Jenny brought in a couple songs, and uh, during the break, she will ask uh, the wonderful Crystal Flores to play one for you, so you can get a sense of what this show is going to be like. Uh, again, you two, I admire you tremendously. You used to tell me about, you'd go to some place, I can't remember where it was, but you would go on some songwriting venture up in the woods or something. I loved <laughs> that. I won't bore people with that, or you again with that, but we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, welcome back. I was just telling uh, Robin and Jenny Bynum about my, uh, my uh, two years of uh, health nightmares. Uh, they are, and maybe I'll write it, that'll be Rick's first haiku about COVID. Uh, they are hosting uh, an event uh, Friday at Fitzgerald's, 9 o'clock. Go to FitzgeraldsNightClub.com, haiku after dark with a number of, uh, of of Chicago's best and most talented uh, musical performers. I don't say musicians, of course. I say musical performers. Uh, Jenny sent me some, and Krista Flores is going to happily play. Could you introduce... What are they going to hear? What are they going to hear? Well, thank you, Krista. Um, we were talking at the break about how, during COVID, we kind of, as performers, had to learn how to broadcast oh, yeah. <laughs> from our living rooms. Yeah. And during that time, we did haiku milieu shows from our living room. Mm. And one of the songs that was created was a co-product, was a co-write between Steve Dawson and I. And that's the song you're going to hear right now. It's called Oh Sunshine.
wrote the haiku? I did. Okay. I wrote the haiku, and then, because I always try to write for these shows also. Yeah. But at that point, we were really sort of advancing this notion of collaboration, because as artists, we needed to reach across to each other, especially during COVID. So that was one of the the collaboration shows, and I chose as my collaborator, Steve Dawson, who has a wonderful studio, and, um, and we put that song together. Well, the other thing about about I have not seen the show, of course, because it doesn't take place till Friday. But it has to hit every conceivable musical genre. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's got to be some jazzy. Some I like to think, of course, knowing and loving you two, that basically the foundation is folk. But that that's another matter. But it's 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 everything, right? Well, this particular show. So there have been a number of these haiku themed shows and this one uh, jenny had an, actually some friends of ours suggested doing an after dark show so that's why it's got this kind of extra subtitle. and i think the implication would be that it would be more uh, sexy uh adult kind of themed stuff <laughs> so interestingly i think the music i think the musicians kind of picked that up and listening to the stuff in rehearsals the other day, the, uh, the fantastic uh, guitarist Steve Doyle said, "You know, I think I feel like I'm doing the Steve Doyle version of like R and B through this whole thing." So they're kind of smoky. They tend to be kind of smoky, rhythmic, kind of late night sounding things. Now, in addition to the band, how many performers will be there Friday? There are 21 acts. Wow. So we have people writing songs, and they are divided. You know, there's basically three segments. And then in between each segment is the segment you're going to do someday, Rick. I will. Which is called Haiku Your Milieu. And that's where a community member comes up, and that's the only time where they read a haiku they have written. So Amy Lazzaretti is one of our Haiku Your Milieu people. Um, Paul Wendell Obis is going to do a spoken word piece that's very much like a stand-up. And and uh, Isaac Lyons for our Haiku Milieu has written a parody song. So, so you're going to have me come up there and like whine about having COVID <laughs> two and a half years ago? Is that does that no, fit? You're going to you're going to the format. Write a perfect haiku that slays us all, and then we're going to go home and not even feel like doing the rest of the show because your haiku were so good. Do you have? Uh, you must have by this point. The two of you, Robin and Jenny Bynerman, you must have heard hundreds if not thousands of haikus yes well i have written it's hard to say how many i have certainly published over the course of five years you know maybe close to a couple thousand wow that means i have written 10 times that (laughs) to to get to the good ones and when you what makes what what for you makes a good one i that has changed over the five years. But in general, what I love about it and what I love about creativity in general is it's driven by something that is not in my mind. It's in a way it makes me feel. Hmm. And um, I find even when it has bad grammar, if it makes me feel a certain way, it's going to move other people. And so really it's a visceral kind of thing that you feel. Full body, yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. You know, I, I get the great pleasure... Being in the house with a haikuer, and she will be working on one and running past me very often in an early draft, and and then and often she'll look be looking at my response <laughs> to say something wrong with that one, right? And it's like I didn't say that, I didn't say that at all. He didn't. And then she might change a word here and there, or you might come back an hour later or a day later and just completely scrapped. 
and just completely started. Or but you also you on. have to be you have to be the first listener to the haikus. There's no, there's no getting around that unless you started going to work really early. Well, if people are if people are really if people are really signed on to the whole Jenny Benjamin experience, they will be signed on to her Sunday morning email and get that at six in the morning on Sunday, and she will work on that on Saturday. And there's always a special kind of a special haiku that you worked on during the day on Saturday. I often Do they get, get to that see at that. your site, Jenny? You also have a YouTube channel. There's like oh, a yeah. YouTube channel. What is that? The, well, the YouTube channel is where like the 220 haiku milieu songs are now. Wow. So you can go there and just hear songs written to haikus. And then to sign up for the email that Robin's talking about is at JennyBenneman.com yeah. or at HaikuMilieu.com. You can find it to sign up for this uh, show Friday night there in in intense entertainment competition with my next guest, Michael McDermott, <laughs> who will be playing. Uh, well, maybe you could hear part of Michael's show at the venue at 8 p.m. and then hustle down to Fitzgerald. Who that knows? sounds like a plan. Who knows? Who knows? Two for one. Uh, it is always great to see you, and I'm, I'm so taken with this, the haiku adventure that you're on, because it has manifested and resulted in wonderful music and uh, wonderful haikus. Well, thank you for that. And you really challenged us way back when the first book came out. I, I really think it was like you who said... Can you do that? And so we've just been sort the of... The ever-skeptical Rick Kogan. <laughs> You're like, can that you write a haiku inspi- Yeah, some inspiration. Yeah, what do you think you guys are doing? Are you that nuts? That was wonderful. You do that. Uh, it is uh, so great to see you both. I'm, I, I wish I could get there Friday. I don't go out the way I used to, that's for sure. Haiku After Dark, Friday, 9 o'clock at Fitzgerald's. There's only one Fitzgerald. How are these new owners? Oh, oh my gosh. Great. Will Duncan is incredible. Will Duncan and his whole team, Jessica King is his wife. They are now owned and operated as a family business just like the Fitzgeralds were. Boy, they weathered COVID by opening up an outdoor venue. Yeah, so sure. There's actually three separate venues in there now. It's fantastic. FitzgeraldsNightclub.com uh, Great to see you too. Oh, you Rick. too, Rick. Great Thanks to see for you. having us.